You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. You Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. I'm so excited that you have tuned in yet again for another episode. And today we have a great show for you. But before we get started, I just have a little announcement. All month long over on my mailing list, we are going to be talking about purpose. I am going to answer your questions about how to tell if you're not living in your purpose, how to be bold in your purpose, how to be confident in your purpose, how to live a fulfilling life, how to turn your purpose into profit, and so much more. All the questions that you have been asking me, I am going to be giving you the answers. But guess what? You have to be on my mailing list. So in order to do that, I need you to click the link in the show notes and sign up to my mailing list. You are not going to want to miss this juicy content that will help get you together for 2020. This is the stuff you need to figure out before you start doing your vision, before you start setting goals. So be sure to click on that link and send your email through or DM me your email address and I will add you to the list. All right, Purpose Chasers, let's start the show. On today's episode, we have Miss Alandra Swan. Alandra is a sister, friend, storyteller, artist, teacher, music lover, and Jesus lover. Alandra seeks to live a life of purpose and passion in whatever capacity she can. In 2019, she was awarded Outstanding Teacher of the Year through the Bermuda Education Network. In May, she teamed up with the Bermuda Education Network to host Bermuda's first ever teacher wellness retreat. She also moonlights as a photographer, videographer, and writer, and she believes in the power of walking in wholeness and wellness in every area of life. Let's welcome to the show Miss Alandra Swan. Hey, ladies, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. I'm so happy that you decided to tune in with me this week. And I'm really excited about this week's episode because I have with me one of my very close, near and dear friends, Miss Alandra Swan. Welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be on your podcast. Oh my gosh, I actually get to say that. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's exciting. I'm excited to have her here. So don't mind us if this turns into like a little girlfriendy conversation, but Mm -hmm. you can be one of our girlfriends too. Just feel included and jump in. Absolutely. And if you're like getting some kind of if it's first thing in the morning, you're getting some type of coffee, just pull up coffee, pull up some tea. I like a little chai latte, pour one for me. Yeah, 
That's what you do. You just, that's what girlfriends do. They get together, they hang out. They hang out. Exactly. So get Lan a chai latte, get me a almond milk latte, and we're good to go. So <laughs> with that being said, we are so happy that you're here, Lan. Thank but you. My audience doesn't know you like I know you. So I, mm -hmm. they've heard this lovely bio. They've heard mm -hmm. who you are, but I want mm -hmm. you to tell them in your own words yeah. who Alandra Swan is. I am a giggle box in a word. I literally float from, in personality wise, I literally float from super serious to that kid is hilarious. Um, I, I tend to struggle to, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm, I'm a complete uh, combination of both my mom and dad in that I my dad, that. he's like really serious and he's very firm. And then my mom, who's just super, super silly and loud and fun. <laughs> I love my mom. And by the way, she's not like too, like, she's funny. She's really, really funny. So I think from there, I kind of took the best of each side and just that's, that's my personality. So, um, I am... I would say I'm a singer, I uh, am a praise and worship leader, I teach, so that's something that I am passionate about. And it's interesting because my journey did not start off with um, wanting to become a teacher, but I am now and I love it. Also, um, I'm a storyteller, so part of what I do in school is, is tell stories. Um, and <laughs> the hilarious stories that I tell, are rather quirky, but at the same time, I, I enjoy that. Um, I'm a sister. I'm a sister. I have two other sisters. We grew up uh, together, one in particular sharing almost like the same bed, which has been great because we've grown up together and now we are just super close. I mean, both of both my sisters are really, we're really close, but um, my younger sister and I, because we are literally a year and eight days apart um, we are really close and to the point where people to this day still refer to us as twins. And I'm just like, I am almost a foot taller <laughs> than my sister. How, how is this, how is that working for you? I am. Uh, yeah. So it, 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 yeah, it, for years. And so to this day, we still from time to time get either mistaken for each other or are called twins. So I feel like that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I'm sure more will come out about who I am. Um, also I love Jesus. Of course. Holly. I love Jesus. Um, God has just blessed me in so many ways to, um, just work in, um, various capacities within my church. So um, I speak, that's not my primary goal, but my primary ministry, but um, I, I do lead praise and worship and I do teach in Sunday school. Um, and then, you know, whenever my pastor uh, gives me the assignment to speak, I do speak. So, But what I love is Land's personality is everything. I was just listening to, uh, she does a teacher wellness weekly email she's not calling it a podcast but it probably will be at some point in her at life some point yeah <laughs> not there yet but you can hear her personality through the whole thing within the first two seconds i was like she's making me laugh already and that type of person she's just full of personality but mm -hmm. one of the things i noted when you just were describing yourself you said that you're a teacher but you didn't want to be a teacher and what yeah. 
what what sparked my eye to about that is guys she is actually bermuda's teacher of the year (laughs) how that happened but she didn't want to be a teacher you know and you you'd be telling god what you want to do with your life and he's like that's cute that's not that's nice that's not gonna happen i know tell us your journey of coming to, to to teaching really from yeah. what you thought you were going to do and what you're actually right, doing right now. Right. So I'll jump ahead and then go back. So my desire um, was to become a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my heart's intent. And looking back, I actually think that just where I was, was really based on what I felt society had, you know, was, was, was the, was the measure of success. So mm-hmm. I, grew up in a community. I mean, we grow up, we, we're in Bermuda. So yeah. um, not everybody's in Bermuda. So let me explain, just explain a little bit about Bermuda in that it is a predominantly black uh, Afro-Caribbean society. And what the, the beauty of that being who I am, Afro-Caribbean, black, however way you call me, um, is that I, I got to see what um, success in in the terms of careers look like. So I went to a prestigious black, all black high school. Many of the graduates were lawyers, doctors, businessmen, politicians. So growing up in that environment, I I wanted to emulate that, mm. for, for lack of a better term. I also, um, you know, you have the recurring thought in the background, like, well, you know, t- you know you get paid. So there's, there's that. (laughs) However, on the flip side of it in church from very young, I want to say 12, I started as a Sunday school teacher, really just filling in for teachers who were not, um, who could not come to Sunday school or something may have happened. They may have been away. And I started doing that um, right through to the end of high school. I taught Sunday school for the nursery class. So I had the little itty bitty babies. And then I taught Sunday school for the primary students. So you're talking about between five and eight year olds. So that exposure to teaching um, really, it, it, it definitely left an impression on me, but I never connected that um, passion or love or desire with what would ultimately become my career goal if we call it critical. So I, I had these two kind of distinct experiences. One that um, was, was all about, I'm going to become a doctor. <laughs> and for those people who, who are doctors, by the way, it's, it's a wonderful profession. I will never, ever, ever knock it. I did go on to complete a degree in science. And I see years later, just the benefit and the blessing that that degree has afforded me, even though I am not working in that profession. However, on the other side of it, um, I had to really come to terms with who I am. So you talk about, you know, the quirky personality. You know, I grew up on the in this environment with an understanding that Alandra is not really a people person. Um, she's just she kind of she doesn't have a whole lot of friends. You know, her sisters, older and younger, they have all the friends. Alandra's kind of she's she just kind of maybe sort of rubs people the wrong way. Maybe that's what it is. She's not really a people person. So I I grew up not necessarily hearing that, but maybe people might drop hints like that. But then seeing the experiences that I had, I just thought that's who I was. Like mm. so 
to myself, I'm, I'm, I'm serious and ambitious and I'm going to be this doctor. And so really early on, when I got, it's a university, they pretty much read you the riot act in Canada. If you are interested at all into going into the medical profession and they basically tell you what it's going to cost, what it looks like, what the uh, residency is like, the fact that the rotations are the X amount of hours long, basically for, and, and again, <laughs> while I understood, you know, or I believe myself to be not a people person, me, the thought of me being in a building all day just did not impress me. I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's not my life. That is not the will of the Lord. So I, I, I had to let that dream die. Now, again, my family, very um, successful family, many of them, my aunts and uncles and my great aunts, they are successful um either business owners um they are successful within their jobs and careers up until my both my parents so telling them i'm not going to pursue becoming a doctor was like so what will you do with your life <laughs> i'm like well i don't know so i did stay in um the field of science for some time i worked at the aquarium so i was in science related fields but again just coming to a place where god was leading me away from it because it was like this is not fulfilling there was just this inner purpose in me that just kept wanting to spark and i just remember the sense getting the sense probably just after university of you know you were you were created more for more than this and i remember leaving the field altogether. I quit working as a um, veterinary technician. I left that and temped for a year. And my mom, she was just like, listen, sister, this is, this is not it for you. And just going through a process and God took me through a process of really coming to the end of myself um, while also coming to a place that said, I, I know that there is more for me. And I remember sitting in one temp job saying, Lord, I want a job that when I leave work every day, I feel drained and drained from a sense of I've been drained in terms of pouring out in my purpose, you know, poured out in the um, level of expertise and Mm -hmm. understanding. Like there is just so much inside of me and what I see around me right now just does not reflect it. Yeah. So I feel like that was a turning point for me, even though things did not change until almost a year later. And by then I was just so humbled. Um, I remember calling a principal um, and I heard a message that Sunday and, and I remember calling a principal that Monday fast forward after not having tempt for months, um, <laughs> middle of recession, by the way. And the principal, I, and I had said to this principal, you know, I'm looking to, you know, just volunteer because by, during this time in the mm-hmm. months that I had no job, uh, there was a lady by the name of Crystal Clay. And I really hope she hears this because I talk about her all the time oh. who took me under her wing and just mentored me. And yeah. she was able to show me through those, those, those inventory tests, like, yeah, actually you these tests keep saying that you are a people person, that you're meant to go into social environments. And I'm just like, you don't know me. You don't know me. Um, But she just kept saying, well, this is what, this is what the test keeps showing. So fast forward. Now I'm talking to this principal and I'm like, can I come in and volunteer in a school just to see, you know, help out? She's like, that sounds amazing. But Alandra, it's a recession. You need a job. 
Yeah. And so she's <laughs> like, you can come in my office. I will send out an email to principal saying, come and sub. And I remember subbing years ago after college. And I'm like, no. But by then, I was just so humbled by everything yeah. I had been through. I was like, okay. I, it took me about two days after that to really get my life together and actually yeah. go in to send that email. But once I did, it was like automatic. I mean... I receive calls like within 24 hours. Um, And the way that God turned things around, the Ministry of Education, now back then it was a little different, it doesn't work like that now, but the Ministry of of Education was calling me saying, "Um, you have a job, but you have not filled out the paperwork to receive (laughs) X, Y, and Z said job. Can you please now come in and fill out the, that doesn't happen. I know. That's like, it doesn't happen. We have a job for you, but you haven't applied for it yet. So we need you to apply for it. And I will give it to you. Listen, and you are preaching because I will tell you since that experience, the Lord spoke to me clearly that land I will put you in jobs for which you have never applied for, for which you've never needed to have put a resume. And and he reminded me of during that interim of not having any kind of temp job. I put in resumes all across. I bought books to revamp my resume and it produced bupkis, (laughs) like absolutely nothing. And when the Lord humbled me to a place that said, well, you know what? These, these inventories are kind of bringing out something. Maybe I'll try this. Let's just see. My heart was open to receiving it. As soon as I began to just walk in that just one step, the door just opened. And I'll tell you, it has been such a journey of seeing God bring my life into alignment with his purpose. And I have literally seen him do it over and over again. You will have jobs for which you've never applied for, for which you've never had to put in a resume to the point where when I did submit a resume and an application to the ministry for an official teaching job after I got my teaching certificate, even then it didn't mean much because once again, I received a call to say, um, you are going to such and such a school and this is what I need you to do. And yes, okay, I need you to come in for an interview. Nope, the interview's been canceled. You are now going to this school. You've been appointed. Wow. And it was like, oh my gosh. To the point where I get to the school and the the principal doesn't know me like that. She doesn't know me at all. And by the time she's finished speaking with me, she's like, I just need you to know this door is open to you. Mm. If you would like to have this position, you can have it. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I remember so clearly my sister prophesying about open doorways yeah. right at this particular time. It was a few years after now stepping into teaching. And she was saying like, I just see these patio doors just being open to you. And the school that I go to has what would look like patio doors, doors all around oh the school. Oh my goodness. That is, listen, yeah. I love listening to women, especially faith-believing women, because mm-hmm. I feel like our journey through life is always a bit different from what everybody mm-hmm. expects it to right. look like. Even right? my own expectation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I know from interviewing and and 
those who listen to the podcast have heard this over and over mm -hmm. again, where we get to a different interview um, mm -hmm. interval in our lives. And we're just like, this can't be life. Like this can't mm -hmm. be it. Yeah. But that realization that brings mm -hmm. out something in us that makes Absolutely. us start searching and looking mm -hmm. for other things. Cause like you said, you thought in your mind that you weren't a people person. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that was the uh, framework that you were following until somebody was like, well, Actually, wait a minute. Yeah. You kind of are. And it's like, it's yeah. like you're rediscovering yeah. who you are. Yeah. And I think that's like a never ending journey. And mm -hmm. I love that God, once you started getting in alignment with your purpose, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The doors just start opening, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's been exciting because just to see how, you know, the father has just done it and he's done it in such a way that he's allowed me to share this testimony and allow it to open doors for others. That, that to me is really the litmus test. When my life does not become the exception, it just becomes another example, another yeah. story, another testimony to what he, who he is his, and his faithfulness. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I didn't even realize just the, the level of what God was doing in me about changing my, un, my understanding of who I thought I was mm. until a family member said to me like, yeah, um, you know, we always thought Alandra wasn't a people person. And we, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so, I didn't even think I was a people person. And to see that one of the, the main constructs of me as a teacher is to connect relationally with my students, with the parent community, yeah. and also with the staff and administration. I, I treasure relationships when it comes to empowering students or teaching and learning to me that that's a very important part of my classroom classroom culture and community and so it's amazing that you know just coming full circle and like yeah you know i i i admit i did not see that in me i just thought you know i, I didn't have a lot of friends in high school maybe you know i'm just too serious for people's lives i'm just too out there but god was like no i just gave you a gift I did. I gave mm. you a gift to stand out and be a leader. Mm -hmm. And from there, he's just opened this doorway that says, yeah, no, you, you're, I'm going to cause you to discover who you truly are yeah. through just being in a line, just being obedient yeah. to, to his plan, his will and his way. It's been awesome. I love it. And it's like, you are the bridge between the students, the parents, mm. the uh, staff and yeah. that, yeah. If you are not anointed to do that, that can be an impossible task, yeah. but you do it with such grace, yeah. right? Yeah. And you do it in various areas. Like I, I just see you, how you talk and how you would like work your mm -hmm. way around a problem. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's the anointed teacher in her because <laughs> me, I would have been like X, Y, and Z. You're just like, yeah. well, wait a minute. No, <laughs> let's just... <laughs> I know. And that's a journey, right? Like yeah. that is not, um, I'll tell you when I first started, I, I can sit, I think about it when I consider back when I first started, I really thought I had it together. I really did. I, I was like, Oh my gosh. And then now I come full circle years later and I'm just like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm much more aware of the environment that I'm in. I'm much more conscious of who are in the building. I do still do struggle with, you know, me being, um, still trying to speak when it's like, you know, you can 
just you know be quiet and just let them talk mm-hmm. it is so it's still it's still journey, but I, i'll tell you yeah that they i i'm grateful you know you talked about grace i'm grateful for the grace of god because I, I did not come with a teaching background. Yeah. I came with a science background. So literally I have been under the tutelage of the Holy Spirit, but also f- for God allowed me to have people, mentors mm-hmm. who covered me when I was wrong mm-hmm. and was able to teach me and give correction in a way that um, did not crush or bruise. And, and, wow. and I say that intentionally because we do have experiences yeah. where teachers have had the opposite experience. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about a bridge and, and I believe that the Lord has allowed me to have recovering and positive experiences so that I could cover and create those, uh, create environments mm-hmm. for teachers that is, is a bridge to healing or a bridge to respect or a bridge to honor where in their own buildings, they may not have had that. Mm. And I think that's really um, important for me to, to understand and acknowledge that reality that, you know, somebody gave me grace. So I have to extend it to other, to others. You know, I did not come with a four year bachelor's degree or a master's degree in teaching where others have. So it's important that um, the journey that I'm on always takes a moment to acknowledge and uh, just honor others. I feel like I'm learning so much, even though I know a lot of this, I'm just like, oh my goodness. It's just, anyway, let me, let me, it's, yeah, it's very good. Let me move Mm -hmm. on. I want to talk to you about the teacher's wellness retreat that Mm -hmm. you did. Okay. So I want you to tell us where did this idea come from? Right? Yeah. Um, And and I'll just start by saying, you know, when, when you are, genuinely um, true to the purpose that God is giving you when you are walking by faith um, and he places something in your heart, Mm -hmm. man, when he does that, you, if I can give the advice at the end right now, (laughs) um, to just to say that um, be obedient and walk in it. And I'll start off by saying that because the timeline that I was able to do what I did it was really accelerated. And, and I'll, and I'll start by saying, so the the idea came in May, the (laughs) actual event happened like three months later. And that in terms of organizing events, and I'm, you're well aware, organizing conferences and such, they take a lot of time to build and to be able to manage and put all of the little bits together. But that's, that's what God did for me. So May, I'm in the hallways, we're getting ready for an event at our school, we're putting up just things to set the school, the, my class, setting Mm -hmm. that hallway for this event. And, you know, I'm just, reflecting with a colleague, like, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, you know, the end of the year is coming up. It just seems like we need just as much patience, energy, vitality, joy, love to end end the school year as much as we, we had at the beginning. And I just thought to myself, oh my goodness, this is such a juicy conversation, just talking about, you know, how can we just refresh and renew ourselves at the end so we can make it to the end. Um, I I saw so great. I would love to be sitting by the pool, Mm. having this conversation. Like I just got this image of me in a beautiful white bathrobe, Mm. 
with my legs dangling over in a pool, sitting on a, a chair, just chilling while I am talking with my colleagues mm-hmm. about the fiery stuff of teaching and, yeah. and thriving in environments. And so from there, my colleague was like, girl, that is, I feel you on that. That is really something. You, you better get on that. And gosh, once you light a fire inside mm-hmm. of, of, of Alandra, it's like, okay, well, yeah, that, that could be cool. You know, I imagine. So, you know, I, 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 I kind of delayed it a bit. I was just like, okay, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I felt the fire in me just because I'm like, I just need a retreat for myself. I just mm-hmm. need a moment for myself by the pool right even now. So that Sunday, that same colleague who I had the conversation with, who had heard me say like, I think maybe we should do a retreat. She was like, um, just in case you were still considering it, you know, my father always says, strike while the iron is hot, just do it. <laughs> and I'm just coming out of church and you're saying this to me. Well, Lord, amen. So I typed out what would be the retreat, a plan, had it, you know, just talk to a couple, talk to my mom, talk to my oldest sister, you know, they kind of, like, yeah, you know, my mom's like, yeah, we could totally do it. And my oldest sister's like, yeah, you might want to consider. And so I'm like, yeah, one side, makes sense. the <laughs> other side, I'm like, I don't know. So I received the teacher of the year award in February. Whoop, whoop. And yes, whoop, yeah. <laughs> That's, oh my gosh. And I'll tell you, that was an experience unto itself. Um, I, was shocked and amazed and honored that God would allow me to experience be receiving this award. But I'll tell you, um, as Shantae very well knows, I don't always like hearing people call me that. Because <laughs> uh, I, know, I know my journey. You know, when you know your yeah. journey, you know that, man, if you knew the struggle that it took to even just be in a place of peace in the classroom and just, you know, learning. It's a, yeah. So it's a journey, but it's, it's journey. also, it's also yeah. God honoring you in public for the things that you've been doing in private. It, it's true. It's true. And, and I see it also as well as honoring those people who took the time to work with me exactly. and, and sharing that and allowing people to see, like, I'm not unto myself. Yeah. I, and also I still am where many teachers are in the fact that the journey is still the same. We are still teachers. We mm-hmm. still need each other. We need, we still need support. So with that in mind, fast forward, it's May. I typed this thing up. What do I do with it, Lord? We could try and put it together, this event, this retreat by ourselves. Well, I get a call from Becky Osenda, who is the chairwoman of the Bermuda Education Network, who gave me the award. And really, she was reaching out to me to ask if I would speak um, at a fundraiser for their charity. And I was like, sure, no problem. And because I had um, spoken or given a speech in my acceptance of this award, they were just so moved by it. They were like, we have to get it back to speak. No problem. So we're catching up. You know, we're, you know I'm sharing some things. She's sharing some things and just really from her side of things, looking at, you know, how to best serve schools, public schools, teachers, um, and the community at large. So I said to her, well, you know, I've got this idea. You, you know, I heard you mention wellness. I, I got this idea of a retreat, you know, um, which, I, cause I think that's really, really important for teachers. And she's like, well, wait a second. 
if you have an idea for a retreat, listen, Ben, we'll, we'll, we'll fund it. We'll, we'll make it happen with what you got to do. So look at the Lord. Yeah, literally. And how, and again, you know, I, I appreciate the humility that he's given me because he, he, yeah. You know, for some people, they're like, yeah, you know, let's go. And God was like, or for me, I was like, God, are you really serious? I don't know. I'm th- I don't think I'm ready for this. And he was just like, it's okay, girl. Yeah, it really was okay because she kept emailing. Becky kept emailing and bless her heart. Um, she just kept emailing me to say, listen, I believe in this. I believe in you. Let's just do it. If you mm. just send me something, send me anything. And I, and I actually did. I sent her the original rough copy and she loved it. She absolutely loved it. Uh, she helped me to just kind of fine tune it. We talked about what are the, you know, the thoughts behind it. We went back and forth. And the biggest challenge was actually finding someone to speak at the retreat that would really speak to wellness and pouring into teachers and really refreshing their souls and lifting mm-hmm. spirits um, so that when they went back into the classrooms, they took whatever they had and yeah. utilized it. For me, it was, we're not just going to give teachers another professional development experience and then bye, see you later. For me, it was, we are touching every aspect of the teacher's life because a teacher is a person. And that's the thing. We, we sometimes separate our lives into these different spheres. We have the teacher life or the business career life. And then we have our personal life. And then we have our social life. And it's like, yeah. no, no, baby, we have one life. Yeah. We may occupy certain spheres within our life, but it's still one life. And if uh, the, the personal sphere are our intimate time and home, um, and the things we do outside, independent of what we do in our jobs, isn't isn't functioning right. Um, if we are not in good health, if we are not um, in mentally in mm-hmm. good health, mm-hmm. if we are not spiritually in good health, we are of no benefit to the jobs that we and and teachers we impact the community. Yeah. Our our job is very much connected with what happens within a country. Yeah. So. Our personal spheres, our, our lives uh, that we live, are all, it's connected. If we're not functioning um, at the best, then we cannot give um, our students the best. And so from there, that was my heart, my passion of finding someone who could speak to teachers in a way that really touched their souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we found that in a wonderful, um, oh gosh, facilitator named Sally Baines. And again, what I loved about the experience of going through the process of creating this event and coming up with different ideas and concepts was there, there was always someone who came alongside me mm-hmm. to either shoulder, mentor, correct, um, give guidance, mm-hmm. which is what I needed for myself so that I could be able to yeah. see that happen in teachers. And that's essentially what came out of the retreat, allowing teachers to be connected with one another and walk away saying, I'm not alone in this. I feel like I've been impacted inside all the way out. Yeah. Um, So, so that in a nutshell really was how it went down. It it was, it was a whirlwind of an experience. Wow. Um, Just being able to put everything together in such a short timeline. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to jump in while 
the water was hot. You know, the concern always is, and uh, you know, thinking in the back of your mind, it's like, you know, if, if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Like, come on, make it happen, make it happen. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience and I enjoyed the growing yeah, and meeting so many wonderful women who, who benefited from the experience. Yeah, that is awesome. And you said um, something that really hit me when you were saying that, you know, we try to separate our lives into mm-hmm. different areas. And I think that's so true with whatever it is. You have your career life, then you've got your church life, mm-hmm. and then you've got your personal and then your mm-hmm. friends. And then it starts to, because we're separated, we can't keep up with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we get burnt out just trying to do Absolutely. everything. But if we understand that if the mm-hmm. person as a whole is taken care of, mm-hmm. they do their best work yeah. like in all different areas. And that is one of the things that I love about businesses, especially ones abroad that I know of that actually focus on the well-being of the individual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then they see, see it, what the results are in the work. But mm-hmm. I want to know, what does wellness mean to you? Yes, that's a really great question. Wellness first and foremost for me is intention. Mm. And so that, that's not something that comes to people's mind um, from the beginning. But intention, and I'll, I'll say it and then I'll go back because, you know, I love going in and out. I'm done as a storyteller <laughs> me. But I, intention in that your entire who you are, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, is operating from a place of overflow. Mm. Everything about you, everything that is expressed from you is always from the optimum, always from the highest, always from excellence, never from below, because that's not wellness. You're not well. You're not whole. Um, when you are not feeling well in your body or mentally you're dealing with stress. So always looking at your body, soul, mind, spirit from a, being at its optimum. Mm-hmm. And so I go back to the word intention because wellness is not an accident. Mm. Wellness is not a reaction. It is always who we are meant to be. Mm, you better we, are, we are always meant as human beings to operate at a place of wholeness, the, the, the highest level of soul, mind, spirit, body. And so what has happened is, you know, we've, the, we live in a world that um, brings so many different elements of what wellness should look like. And we tend to, in a nutshell, create comparison. It's it's almost like success. We we met, we're looking at success from the lens of someone else's um, measuring stick, as opposed to what the accomplishments and achievements that we've made. I'm successful because of what what is happening in the growth that's happening in my life, not based on someone else. Well, it's the same thing with wellness. We look at wellness from the view of, well, I don't, you know, I've got to have the body and I got to have the body. I got to have the muscles, man. I got to have the face. And that is, that is not even remotely what wellness even looks like. It's you operating at the best, you operating at your optimum 
in every sphere of your life. So we're talking about whether it is on the job, whether it is within your household, whether it is in your community, you are operating from the overflow. You are operating from um, a place of wholeness. And so when we talk about being intentional, we talk about this understanding that says, I have to create a space for me so that overflow is always mm. where I'm working from. I cannot teach my students. I cannot empower them to be, to go forward and become leaders in a world that will not exist in about 10 years time. If I myself do not reflect that, mm. I can't be talking about here, drink the Kool-Aid and, and I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid myself. Yeah. So I'm coming in reflecting from a physical standpoint, from an in, internal standpoint, every single aspect of wellness. Now that's not easy, which, which is why I keep coming back to being purposeful and intentional. I have to stop and say, mm, I didn't handle that right. Mm, something doesn't feel right in my spirit or feel right physically. Something mm -hmm. doesn't feel right in my mind. I have to pull back. And it's very easy. It's, it's very easy to say it than to do it mm -hmm. because life just, we, we live in a society that is so high speed, fast paced. It's like when the, the internet came into, into play, um, things just went, in terms of information went exponential. So there's no sitting down and waiting. It's go, 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 mm -hmm. go. There's no time for play. Mm -hmm. There's no time for enjoyment. Many of my greatest experiences and even my greatest um, like passionate pro passion projects, like we've, my sister and I, we're very crafty. Very, very crafty. Very crafty. We love like, putting our hands. So amazing. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I love it. No, it's true. We are. It's so amazing to watch <laughs> and see the result of. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at it. It's beautiful. Anyway, go ahead. But I'll tell you that ex those experiences, and we've done craft fairs and all kinds of things. A lot of those ideas just came from playtime. Being in college. And my friend saying, you can make that yourself because you knit, <laughs> like you knit. So if you can knit that, you can make this. And literally it's spiraling to, hey, you should sell that. You can sell that. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, we stopped. We actually stopped selling because it became a product and not passion or love. Mm -hmm. And we began to kind of go back to a place where we just did it because we enjoyed it, not because we were trying to sell it. And unfortunately, we do live in a society sometimes that is about, you know, you know, get, get that also, you know, get that. And it's like, but I just want to create for the sake of creating because it's fun. And so it's that in and of itself is a method of, of beginning to build wellness inside of me. And it's interesting because one of the speakers, Jasmine Silva, talked about the fact that there are seven areas of wellness and I can't remember them all, but I remember one just being intellectual. Mm -hmm. One is you are just taking on something like, I'm just going to learn something brand new. I've never learned before just for the sake of it. So when I was in college, 
I learned how to knit. I saw other people doing it. It was a trendy thing to do. I wanted to do it and I just did it for the sake of it. I have a skill that years later, Toma, 15 years later, I know how to do. I know how to knit. Yeah. From there, it just spiraled. But I do it just because I enjoy it. And there's no outward benefit that anyone else is getting, but inside I'm, I'm renewing my mind through yeah. thinking through differently and I'm relaxing myself as I, you know, solve this puzzle of how to create this stitch, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's just one small example, but I'm creating a space that just says I'm turning off all of the expectations that my job has for me, my community has for me, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to pour back into myself. Yeah. through just enjoyment. You know, one of the greatest assets is actually not finances. And I remember learning this um, through my dad. He, he, he introduced us to a book called Family Wealth. And he said, you know, this book is powerful because it tells you who are the greatest assets? What is, what is wellness in and of itself? And it's like, it's you being enhanced you are the bottom line. You are the asset to this world. And taking the time to build yourself up is most important than anything else. No, I love that because we can take, take, uh, from that, how to make sure that we're being practicing intentionally wellness Mm -hmm. in our own lives. Mm -hmm. Because I know that when we have so much going on, we Mm -hmm. seldom find time to reflect on how we're feeling, what we're thinking, because it's just go, go, go. Like I remember when I was traveling, I literally just had a point where I didn't, I shut down and I couldn't talk to anybody Mm -hmm. because I literally just needed to process some things for myself from an experience Mm -hmm. that I had. And I just needed quiet and I just needed music and I'm just like, nobody talked to me. So I just disappeared. Yeah. Because I know that I just needed to fill back up yeah. because I was empty. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what we don't want to do is find ourselves in a position where we're constantly pouring from an empty cup because yeah. you're going to, it's going to drain you yeah. in every way possible. Yeah. So if you have that candid conversation with yourself, like don't be judgy to yourself, just say, okay, yeah. self, how are you feeling? Yeah. Let me just check in. Do we need a yeah. break? Do we need a staycation? Mm-hmm. Do we need to go for a walk, do some yoga, whatever yeah. it is that gets you back mm-hmm. in balance yeah. your life and spiritually everything mm-hmm. just balanced, then yeah. do it. Yeah. Then yeah. do it, really. Yeah. And it's it's more than just making the time. It's actually saying, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and realizing the consequences. And, and I remember this part of the treat where she actually said, what happens if I don't do this for myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the areas that Jasmine had po- pointed out was actually detaching, which is a virtue. Um, we talked about the virtues, pro- um, virtues in this um, one of the sessions. It was on the virtues project and just talking about detachment and saying, you know, being too accessible to people is not always that great. Mm-hmm. I have to separate and detach. And the consequence of me not detaching is I actually shut down. So people wondering, oh my gosh, is everything all right? Is she okay? And it's like, no, I, I'm not okay, but the I'll be all right. But the reality is, is I have to become inaccessible to you mm-hmm. in order for me to be able to just breathe and come back to where I need to be. Uh, You know, we talked just before we started recording about um, breathing. Yeah. And again, not realizing that there was any issue 
or tension. But when I took a deep breath with my students, I could feel my muscles just relax. And I didn't know that there was tension. So the consequence of me not taking that moment was really, um, was, was, was not good because I was holding on to a lot of nervousness and stress all up in my chest. And that's where a lot of people experience anxiety. They yeah. experience it to the point of they, they can't breathe. It, no. And I can't then say, you know what, I need a minute principle. I need a step in my, no, I have to be intentional because, and then it, it, it just becomes reactive. Yeah. My principle is like, oh, okay, you can be all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm being reactive now because I, I'm in crisis. I'm in yeah. trauma. Yeah. So being intentional and saying, yeah, if I don't do this for myself, I, I actually am going to get, I, I'm not going to be good. So I need yeah. to stop. I have to stop for myself. And one of the things I learned when I was doing my, my life coaching certification is that the importance of saying no, and I think I, I've learned this mm -hmm. through life, but the way that it was taught to me kind of changed my perspective. Like it, and the person said, you know, you're not saying no to someone. What you're actually doing is saying yes to yourself. Absolutely. And I was just like, absolutely. well, when you put it like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's right. important. Yeah, it, it is. is so important. It is. And it's okay to say yes to yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, as women, we tend to be givers. We don't even know sometimes that we're giving when we are doing it, mm. but we, we do it. And that's where I, I made the statement about not just making the time, but actually taking it. Mm -hmm. I've had to take back and take control of my own personal wellness and even from a health standpoint and say, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty thin. I, you know, I, I haven't, I don't have a lot of pounds to shed, but my body's out of shape. I'm inflexible. You know, I wake up and I'm sore and I'm stiff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take like, and, and the motion is like, I'm going to snatch me some time out of my yeah. schedule to, ensure that I am going to that workout class. I am going to do some bar fitness. I don't know why I said bar fitness, why I decided to sign up for that, but you're going to do it. <laughs> I am doing it. I am. I absolutely am. And I'm making the choice to snatch me some time out of my schedule, which means that, and it's all a benefit. It just means I have to be way more organized in my day mm -hmm. to ensure that I am taking this time out for me. And I love it because, you know, Alandra's a little bougie. She found herself a little workout class in a hotel that has a spa. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I am worth yeah. stepping through those doors and being in a beautiful, calming spa environment where, yeah. you know, everything is ready and prepared for me because I'm snatching back my life. Yeah. I'm taking it for myself. Um, and that's important. That's it's important. very, very, very. So you guys, you know what? Make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Also, we want you to make sure that you're being obedient to what God is saying. And then you're just walking in it like mm -hmm. effortlessly. You're just walking mm -hmm. through all the open doors mm -hmm. that God has for you. So before we let Alandra go, I want to ask her if she has any parting advice mm -hmm. for listeners who are struggling with walking in it, being obedient and walking yeah. in it? 
I will just quickly say, it's funny because that that whole snatch you some time, like literally, I don't care what you think snatches, snatch yourself some time, first and foremost, to breathe. Mm. Snatch yourself some time to thank God for something. Yeah. Just, you know what? I am in this moment. And, I, and I'll tell you, the, the thought came to me just a few days ago. I was in, in one of the workout classes. And so she said, you know, just take a moment to be grateful. And I am in this awkward position, but I actually felt myself in the awkward position that she's telling me to be grateful, crying, getting ready to cry because I, I'm actually doing what I've always wanted to do for my mm. life that I thought that I couldn't do. So I would say, snatch yourself some time. Snatch to it. first breathe and then be thankful and then understand that every day is a fight for mm -hmm. you, for you to be whole, for you to operate at your best and for you to live in a place that is whole and healing. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a journey. And as long as you are taking the time to be intentional, yeah. God will honor that. No, it doesn't have to look like my experience or even, you know, Sister Shantae's experience, call me sister now, I like it. <laughs> it doesn't have to look like what you feel it should look like. And, and again, in those moments where you are taking the time to breathe, can you just let go of someone else's idea of what you should look like? Mm. Right? Because mm -hmm. I, I, I stepped into that workout class and they got mirrors everywhere. And I'm thinking, well, I don't look like a girlfriend over there. And I don't look like girlfriend over there. And the Lord had me look at my own self in the mirror while I was doing these exercises and saying, that's my girl. Mm. That's who I'm shaping. Mm -hmm. That is who I'm transforming. This is the one who made it through these doors. Doesn't matter if your poses or your workouts don't look graceful like anyone else's. Mm. You have made the choice to be yeah. here. So I had to strip away and I challenge you to strip away any thought of who you think you should be and take that moment for you to honor yourself. You are worth it. You are more than enough for God to use for his purpose. And what you have in your hand is more than enough. I didn't realize that until I went through this experience of creating a retreat. I had an idea that was more than enough for God to use. Mm. And he made a way for me to do it. So I'll leave you with that because you know I can keep going. <laughs> So thank you so much, Alandris, for being mm -hmm. on the podcast. We mm -hmm. had such a good time and I'm sure everybody has major takeaways. Mm -hmm. So Yay. thank you on behalf of the Pray, Plan, Slay community. Yay. You're and very welcome. Oh, and for everybody who is listening, be sure to tune in next week. Of course, you know, I'm going to put all of Alandra's details in the show notes. Mm -hmm. She also does a monthly encouragement email. So we'll put the link below mm -hmm. if you want to just get a monthly encouragement. She does these audios, which are amazing. And we'll have you laughing, smiling, breathing, all of that and thankful at the same time. So just go down to the show notes and I'll link all her information. But that's it for us from that is that's it from us for now <laughs> so right you, you did it see you next week see you next week <laughs>